Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hello, listeners and fellow blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Big Z here. Thank you all for listening every week. The team truly appreciates it. If you enjoy what you hear, which, come on, we know you will, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share the podcast. We are trying to improve the experience for you every week as we continue to put a lot of hard work into this, much like the Lions are doing every Sunday. On this week's podcast, we discuss Sunday's mauling of the Dolphins, a quick divisional recap, then Dan from Seattle joins us to enter the lion's den and discuss this week's game. And finally, some trivia and our incredibly accurate predictions. But before we get the podcast rolling, some quick audio highlights from next week's game. First pass of the game, if Osweiler can get away, and he can't, and he is sacked by Ricky Jean-Francois. Here's on Johnson, and Johnson gets running room off the left side and gets into Dolphin territory. They fake to LeGarrette Blunt, and here's the pass, and it'll be caught for the touchdown. The Lions with Michael Roberts. on Johnson breaks it. on Johnson in a foot race. As Rashad Jones to beat, and Jones trips him up. And they go to LeGarrette Blunt, who walks in for the touchdown, and a finger roll to boot. Matthew Stafford, the throw, and it's caught for the touchdown to Michael Roberts. Play fake, no chance. Coming in was Ricky Jean-Francois, the local boy from Miami Gardens. is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast where lifelong lions fans uj rug dog bob talk about your favorite team the detroit lions where victory isn't just talked about it's earned one pride let's get this podcast rolling 
Well, welcome back, everybody. It's Monday night on October 22nd, and all I got to say is, carry on my wayward son. Because... Yeah, carry on. Carry on, John. Carry on. Running for a staggering 158 yards. The Lions, 248 total rushing yards in this game. And a 32-14 to victory. Or 32-21 victory. And may I just say, my prediction last week was 34-21. So it was off by two points. That's pretty close. Yeah, if they'd have went for the extra point, you know, instead of going for two. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Come on. You'd have been one point off. That, that was very questionable. But before we get to that later. I think we were all in the range except for maybe UJ. If I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah, everybody, no, yes, UJ was a little off, but everybody else. UJ chugged the Kool Aid right before predictions. You never know what you're getting on. Yeah, I know. Right. The Kool Aid affects you, really. <laughs> it does. It does? That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just want to go around everybody and give their thoughts on the game really quickly. But Kerry okay. Johnson, 158 yards rushing. The Lions, 248 oh. yards rushing. The most rushing yards they've had in a game since 1997. So not too bad. And a little man named Barry Sanders that we talked about on this podcast last week um, was the running back then. Mm. But, um, UJ, if you want to kick us off just with your thoughts about this game and the victory over the Miami Dolphins. Sure, I'll keep it short. It was really one of the most complete Lions games I've ever seen uh, in, in many years. I mean, offense, defense, special teams all played great. Uh, there, there's so many MVPs I could say in this game. Well, not so many, but there's – there's a couple, obviously, that stand out. Kerryon Johnson, wow, what a performance. It's so exciting as a Lions fan to see that. I mean, I, I can't even say enough about it. The offensive line, freaking awesome. I, I was watching some highlights of the game, and there was a play where uh, LeGarrette Blunt had a 12-yard gain on it. And Ragnow pushed his defensive tackle 10 yards down the field. And oh, I saw him. that. It was awesome. <laughs> awesome. I mean, the offensive oh, yeah. line played great. I mean, they could be the MVPs. Uh, you could say Michael Roberts could be the MVP. What a game he put on. Um, but I'm going to say, well, I think the key to this thing was the, the announcers were saying, it was that, who's that, Schlereff, on, who's doing the announcing on the game? He's, yeah. He same. said that, uh, you know, the Dolphins got to use their advantage being the home team. You know, they're used to playing in the heat and all this stuff. Well, remember when everyone's giving uh, Patricia a hard time for running our guys too hard? Uh, you know. Well, who was the team in condition in that game? It was oh, the yeah. Lions. But, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to go too long and let you guys talk, but I just want to say the real <laughs> true MVPs of that game are the guys who are holding up the yes. canopies. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they are yeah. the true MVPs because those players are sitting under there in the shade. just And those guys, their arms up in the air the whole time. I was laughing. Yeah. That had to be That hard, was funny. Dude. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Rudd Dog, let's get your thoughts. Oh, well, like uh, like UJ said, can't say enough about, uh, about carry-on in this game. Man, he's showing – Every time that guy touches the ball, you just feel that electricity. You feel that potential energy that he could just break one off. And apparently his deep speed can use it a little bit. But, uh, no, he, he was outstanding. The O-line, just they're finally finding themselves. There's they're, they're a unit there. There's cohesion. I mean, we knew these guys. We had the talent. It was just a matter of time before they started to kind of put it all together. And I think we're finally seeing the fruits of all the investments there. Um, I really liked what I saw from from the defensive line. Francois 
dude had what two sacks by himself. Yeah, he was he was on Ricky John. Yeah, Ricky John, dude's a what a I can't believe we got him as a late off season signing. Miami great... native and Dunkin' Donuts owner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and eater. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, having yeah. A few. He can have all the donuts he wants if he keeps playing like that. That's, it's, it's awesome. I think I ate Sean stepped up a few times. I saw I saw hands throw a little bit in there. I like the way they're using uh, David Aquara. Aquara, you yes, thank you. Guy is what another underrated signing. I mean, as much as I love Zettel, you can't deny this guy's been an upgrade. He's so strong at the point of attack. He sits sets the edge and he gets after the passer from time to time. I mean. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, the secondary, I love watching Slay going, covering the deep ball every time. Such effortless. Uh, that's all. I mean, it was it was a complete game. I loved it. All right. That's all I got to say. All right, Bob. All right. Well, there's plenty of positive things to talk about, so I'll just try to focus on a couple. Um, one thing that's good is that Adam Gase listens to our podcast because I pointed out last week how we don't really use our tight ends of the passing game that much, and our tight ends <laughs> killed him with two touchdowns. And, uh, and, Robert, uh, oh, and then this is also the week that you guys are going to finally admit that Jim Bob designs a nice running scheme. He knows how to call a game because that was pretty, pretty, pretty damn perfect game. A few penalties, a couple drop passes. Otherwise, it's, it was pretty perfect. So. Something yeah. happened there. It was a great game. Yeah. What, I'll, I'll listen to that later about you guys praising Jim Bob. Where did the two fullback <laughs> formation come from, though? That was something new. I, I did like that. For yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I liked it on the goal line. They brought Golden Tate in the backfield on the right side, and then yeah. they ran away. They ran away from it, but it was another thing just to move uh, a safety off to the other side on the goal line. Yeah, but actually... you never know what he's going to pull out of his hat. You know. <laughs> like a raccoon or a possum or something. So Jim Bob was still <laughs> rabbit. That play where uh, Stafford threw that ball, it got batted at the line when we were early in the game when it was third and one. I don't, I don't know what the hell that play call was though. That was garbage. Yeah, that was the worst yeah. play call ever. <laughs> that was bad. I, I admit that. But. So you admit right. Jim Bob Cooter's not very good. Put on plays then. <laughs> no, no, is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. so, so he I'm, was off on that one play. Bob slams Jim Bob in the press. <laughs> All right, Big Z, what's your take? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this is the most efficient offensive game the Lions have had in some time. They only they didn't score on just one possession in the entire game. Um, Stafford, oh. eighteen of twenty-two, two hundred seventeen yards, one hundred thirty-eight point one rating. Um, he was second only once, and it was on that weird fluky play where uh, Glasgow snapped it and nobody else moved. And that was Stafford weird. Yeah, that was up. weird. Glasgow gets LVP. He he had a couple of fluky plays. I think Stafford was yelling him on that one bad third down too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Early in the game. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't a bad play. Maybe it was a miscommunication on the snap, and there was supposed to be adjusting before it. We won't know. We won't know. But I'm just trying to give you know the Jim Bob Cooter defense there. Um, <laughs> his work defends itself uh, yes. um, but I love it like even in the third quarter we, we had this long um, drive coming into the third quarter we end up kicking a field goal on it only but it's just things like that especially when we, you mentioned the heat um, yeah. long drives like that keeping our defense fresh because our defense isn't the most talented necessarily but if you can keep them fresh 
I think that's a huge um, advantage for us. And a big, yeah. another big plus when you have a good running game. And the Lions now have the 11th best running game, yards per game, in the Whoa. league. That's Which is insane. insane. Yeah. It's insane. You're just probably going to get better, too. I can't believe it. And just it. saying that again, how great Matt Stafford has been to keep the Lions in playoff contention all these years when the Lions have been in the bottom yeah. of the league. Because if you look right now, uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and the Cardinals, all at the bottom of the league. And those are all those are the three worst rush offenses in the league. So hey, uh, I just want to say how great Matt Stafford has been. And I think it's a little underrated. Stafford's got to be. In the national yeah. media, not on this did, podcast. Did anyone, but, did anyone see the stat about carry-on, though, that he uh, – he has – he's eighth in the league in uh, rushing yards. Yep. Second in yards per carry, but only 30th in carries. How oh, yeah. insane is that stat line? The dude is so freaking effective. And, that, I mean, the fact that we haven't fed him more earlier, I mean, I don't know, maybe it'll work out in the long run. But, geez, what this guy can do in the future is just too freaking exciting. And I think he, I think the first carry in three games this year, um, the first play actually from scrimmage for the Lions in three games this year have been twenty yard plus runs from Carryon Johnson. Yeah. Jeez. So it's yeah, it's remarkable what he's doing. It seems to be that um, one play that's so effective coming around the left side, and they seem to seal off the edge, and Carryon just has that speed to get around, and it's worked yeah. so much. They uh, always underestimate his speed off that edge. It seems he's so decisive when he goes, man. Bam. Just hits it hard. Yeah, there was that one play. Uh, you, UJ, you, you were calling it out when we were watching the game together this week, and uh, the Lions had a loaded line to the left, right? And Miami uh, was oddly enough not shifting that way. Maybe they they ended up slanting that way, but the fact that they didn't line up to the left side, it was a nice, easy twenty yard run for the Lions. Easy. So I, I know, uh, especially with carry on speed. All you got to do is get him out to the edge and he's gone so that was a perplexing yeah. play <laughs> and the line was playing great i mean like garrett blunt knocked off a few uh 10 yeah 15 he yard did runs. he had a nice so, game well he had what yeah. did he what was his stat line how many yards did he finish with this? um 10 50. carries for 50 yards yeah 50 yards five yards of carry i'm gonna throw a shout out to i'm gonna throw a quick shout out to to somebody who doesn't get much recognition but uh and that uh Garrett Blunt touchdown, not uh, our fullback, Ballor. 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 Oh, yeah. What a collision with that linebacker, man. It was beautiful. It made it real easy for Blunt to hit in the end zone. So it was a, oh, guy, it was a real nice play on him. Another person we haven't really mentioned yet, freaking Michael Roberts. Oh, Dude, yeah. came out two touchdowns. What a day. Yeah, and that's, that's three touchdowns on the year for him. He is coming off a knee injury, and he 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 looks like he might be living up to his potential finally. If we can get him going in the red zone, and oh, yeah. with the mm. combination of Galladay and Marvin Jones, like it, the red zone offense should be incredible, and it's very exciting. I just feel like oh, the Kool Aid's yeah. really flowing tonight. Oh, the Kool Aid's flowing, baby. <laughs> It should be after that game. Yeah. I have one of those infinity fountains of Kool-Aid in my house right now. I'm just mm. slurping it up. Mm. Oh, there it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my tradition, boys. I, it's uh, My blue Kool-Aid is called Bullet. It's my nickname for it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, the Lions, by the way, did not have a receiver with over 50 yards in this game. So that 
that in itself is imp- impressive as well. The well, fact that, they dominated really, this game so much. And you're right. Receiver of 50 yards. You're right, Zach. That is, that is the thing about this game. I mean, Stafford's got to be just so happy right now. He's not having to carry the whole team. He hands the ball off. Yeah. I mean, well, with our lame receiving core, you know. Yeah, their lame receiving <laughs> core. But it doesn't have to be one segment carrying. We can take turns, someone else carrying the team for a while. It's great. It's so good to see. So, yeah. Right. It, I mean, it, it's, all, it's all around good right now. Um, I, and I just want to give another shout-out as well to TJ Lang. When he is on this line, I, I, I feel it's like this line is completely different when he's on there. Yes, they they become a, a wrecking crew. I I think they're still good with their backup in there, but they're definitely noticeably much better with him in there for certain. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I he don't pre- know if any... he pre- he's pretty much just drooling now, and they point him in a direction. <laughs> but he's a, but he's effective. <laughs> That's he, has a, he has a great little podcast of his own. If anybody gets a chance to listen to it, uh, he's a pretty funny guy. Yes, he like, is a really personable. Yeah, he is. Sure. <laughs> I, I'd like to throw a shout out too, because a uh, guy who's had up and down time so far is uh, Jared Davis. Oh yes, he, uh, he, he, he rated out. It was his be, best, his best game, game. Uh, in his career. That's what, a good call. Rated like ninety point two, I think, on like a uh, pro football focused. Which yeah, he was fantastic yeah. actually. His speed yeah, on that Tabor edge. Tabor was playing a lot of sl- a lot of snaps out there too. Yes, he's is another guy who's been struggled up and down, but he's mm-hmm. he was pretty good. And if nothing else, he took out Kenny. Was it Kenny Stills? Uh, on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's how the Florida boys stood up. Ricky Jean, uh, yeah, uh, Tease, and uh, but how about it, man? Uh, We're down in the 110 degree heat, and the and the Dolphins are dropping like flies. And our guys are just – I mean, we're we, had, we, we had a couple guys that, you know, went down a little bit, but they all they all came back in the game. I mean, they might have missed a play or two. But, I mean, our guys, we were the in-shape guys. We were the guys at the end that were <laughs> – we had it going. So, yeah, they look good. I'm telling you. This, yeah, and we, we were talking about off the air uh, about how – what's with Patricia with the long black – Heavy shirt in the <laughs> ninety-five degrees. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's theories. I don't know. I don't Maybe know he's building up to cutting the sleeves off. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jean Francois stuck some donuts under that thing so he can hide him during the game. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's working though. So. Yeah, it'll nag it. But, but yeah. I mean, well, on, on that subject though, Patricia, I think is. I mean, I just want to say he's doing a good job right now uh, he's a steadying force man anyway he's got that business about him like he's business the guy's all business and, and these guys are i think are grasping it now I, I really, yeah i think they're starting to believe and like you point out during the game he, he was over coaching the defense when the offense was on the field he's yeah, not how many head coaches there. is he doing that yeah, there's a few, but not not everyone. Like you said, we Caldwell def- wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, exactly. Was, Caldwell, you definitely would not see over there for certain. No. Yeah, between getting yeah. – I love it. It is. I'm a fan. And it shows what, what BS those early reports were, how the, oh, they're not playing for Patricia because they don't That's like his style ridiculous. or whatever. They're playing hard for him. So. It was so early. <laughs> I know it's yeah. early, but you know what? We're Our arrow is pointing up right now, and we got to go oh. with it. We We're the dark the flow, horse baby. right now. I think I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people aren't really. They don't see what we're seeing. 
the way this is trending, I think yeah. we could. Uh, nobody, nobody sees what we're seeing. No, that's for no. We're drinking. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Kool Aid. <laughs> like you mean the the, the yeah. Super Bowl trophy already being hoisted over Stafford's head? <laughs> yeah. The confetti coming down. Yeah, when's the parade? I, I'm I on the field. Get those days wait, off. that didn't I, really happen. My savings? <laughs> what? Oh wait. <laughs> no, I just woke up from a dream. Damn. Um, right. And it should be noted that the Lions only have two teams right now remaining on their schedule that are under 500. The rest of the teams are either 500 or above. So the Thank God. It only is getting tougher mm. as we go mm. on throughout mm. the season. And I'm really excited for it because this is what Matt Patricia has brought in to do, win the beat these type of teams. And so far That's he's good. doing we it. We need to – we just need to keep playing winning teams because when we play like yeah. the, the Jets and the 49ers, and... yeah, <laughs> we can't. We gotta keep playing good teams. And we oh, got yeah. a gauntlet up ahead. <laughs> looking at it. Oh yeah. Well, it's... speaking of looking ahead, we'll um, be talking about next week's game in a little bit. But first, I just want to um, do a little our divisional roundup. Divisional recap. Okay. Um, so this week, the Packers had a bye week, so they did not win. They did not lose. The Vikings handled the Jets easily in New York, um, 37-17. to 17. But it should be noted, uh, Latavius Murray had 15 carries for 69 yards, but 14 of those carries went for 30 yards, and then they had one long run. So that I feel like that offensive line is sneakily not very good and very exploitable. However, Adam Thielen, um, for the seventh straight game, had over 100 yards. So, yeah. he, he's bringing yeah, he's the white receiver um, back. <laughs> Besides, like, you know, the little scrappy white receiver, this this guy's actually burning people down the sideline. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's very, very good. Um, and just someone we should keep an eye out and looking forward. And then – also, most notably, the Bears lose again in the most lovingly excruciating way by throwing a Hail Mary to the one-yard line and not winning the game. Lovingly excruciating. That, that was a good one, Zach. Yeah. One. <laughs> good one, Z. I just like to see the Bears fans' hearts broken in the worst way possible, and that that is the way to do it. Get your yeah. hopes up. This guy caught a Hail Mary. Oh, he didn't get it. Oh, my goodness. He- uh, yeah. yeah, Big Z, you said it right on the on the head there. Uh, like to see the Bears fans' hearts get broken. <laughs> Absolutely, that's joyous. <laughs> yeah, well, the Bears, uh, you know, they that defense is not what it was uh, early in the season. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. That's why I because my new brother-in-law, Josh, is a Bears fan. He got my sister, but then the Bears lost this weekend. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just love, and, and he's an Ohio State fan too. So that's it's been oh rough. yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> the wounds. Uh, yeah. I think um, the Bears are still going to be a tough team to beat. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to be that tough. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bears. Uh, I just love the Bears fans make me laugh because in the first half of the first game of the year against the Packers, they're winning the Super Bowl. And then uh, now they're three and three, and they are actually in last place in the NFC North, technically. So I I love their quick fall from grace and a little bit of a humbling for the Bears fans. Hello. Little do they know, or maybe they do know, and they just choose to forget it, is that the Lions have beat them seven of the last eight meetings. 
Oh, that oh awesome. yeah, I, yeah, that's good. obvious to us because we've seen all those games. Oh yeah, I think, <laughs> basically, I think as long as you don't let some sort of thing like like Mac just run up and get a bunch of sack fumbles or something, they can be kind of handled. Yeah, I think they're they're very beatable. So the standings yeah. right now in the NFC North: Minnesota Vikings four Here two and is. one, Green Bay Packers three two and one, the Detroit Lions and the Bears three and three both. Um, but speaking of looking forward, um, we have a special guest joining us today, and he will be entering the lion's den. You are now entering the lion's den. Well, you guys, this week we have the Seattle Seahawks coming into Detroit. Uh, the Seahawks coming off a of bye week themselves, but entering the lion's den today, we have Dan. From Seattle, Dan, are you uh, Hi, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Dan, welcome to the Lions Den. You have UJ, Rudd Dog, and Bob also in here as well. Hey, Dan. How goes it, guys? So, Dan, I just want to first ask you, um, just tell us a little about yourself and why you're a Seahawks fan. I uh, grew up in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And my parents are both from uh, Seattle and the Spokane area and out here in Washington. And I grew up a long way from home base. So I just kind of grew up watching War Moon for the one year. Got to roll into the Kitna years. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. So, uh, and then went over to. Uh, Went over the AFC West rivals in the Denver Broncos, and got to got to hang out there for a little bit, and then came back out home. And yeah, it's been awesome being able to see the team actually finally do well for a change. Well, so I just want to get right into it and ask you, how do you feel about the interception by Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? Uh, I kind of figured that was coming. <laughs> uh, it's it still stings. Still sings. Will, will, you get, will you ever get over it, basically, is what I'm asking. Or is it impossible to get over oh, it? I oh, can't okay. imagine it. Uh, honestly, no. It, I'm, I'm over it. Uh, I, if, you break down, if you break down the play and if you break down any statistics before that play, uh, you, could go, you could argue it either way that you could have been a run, could, should have been a pass. Either or, we made it down there and we just didn't – just didn't seal it up. Uh, just kind of, kind of, kind of look past that one. Just sucks as a bad play. The key is it was in a Super Bowl. Well, you know, yeah. I get it, but after after Hasselbeck saying we want the ball and we want to score, and then subsequently throwing an interception, uh, there's a lot going along in my franchise. So, uh. That just happens to be the freshest <laughs> one. Yeah, I I agree with Earl Thomas's assessment of your side, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> I I felt for him on that on that play. Uh, I agreed with the with the flipping off. He in the moment, like he got dicked, but it did suck to see him go down. Yeah, like, yeah I was, was, my heart was poured out for him. He was playing lights out. He was a great player, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And I'm. Kind of regretting that the Cowboys didn't hit us up on that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. All right. So, 
because now he's leaving out and we got nothing yeah. for it. Well, we know how that goes. But hey, Dan, it's kind of an important question here. What, what, what's a Seahawk? I mean, like really, is there such a bird? Does it, does it actually? Uh, uh, there's no actual like Seahawk. It's more like a, it's like a, uh, like an osprey. Okay. If you know what an osprey is. Yeah. Uh, so that's about what it's it is. It's a fake bird. It's like, not really. Uh, it's not even real. <laughs> uh, it's from uh, Native American lore. Oh, lore. Ah. I gotcha. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Excellent. And Dan, wow. he knows his stuff. The Seattle isn't the, it isn't the 12th man, right? Or is it just the 12? I'm confused by that. Uh, they have to be, they have to regard themselves now as the 12s because of the whole Texas thing. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, we were four years or something like that. And then we didn't. We stopped paying taxes, and yeah, but to Dan, avoid a lawsuit, we went from the twelfth man to the twelves. But Dan, isn't it? Uh, I guess I thought it was something to do with like a slight on women that women aren't mentioned in the twelfth man thing. You know. Oh, okay. If that's if that's a thing, then that's a that's the liberal uh, Seattle. Bandwagoners, okay. right there. Uh, that's that's uh, that's a cracker <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Tell it like it is, baby. That's good. That's good. So what? Um, do you, hey, I mean, Dan, I have a quick question for you. Um, just as an outsider, how do you perceive the Lions? Like, when you think of the Lions and Matt Stafford, what do you think? You think of him as a quarterback I, of the team? Quarterback, Matt Stafford. He's a uh, He's got that Brett Favre vibe to him. Uh, he just – he's a gunslinger. He likes to throw it in the weird positions. Uh, if you get him rattled, he's easy to take down. But oh. if he's confident, he's kind of like a train. Like, he kind of keeps going, and he, he just takes defenses apart. Uh, as a team, uh, I don't know. Uh, right right now, looking at it, uh, to be honest, uh, the defensive front, amazing. Uh, you got Matt Stafford, obviously. Your running back room is actually starting to step up. But the receivers are about, about the same as ours. Uh, our offensive line is improving, so I, I don't know if it's if there's a defensive front that's going to get as many sacks. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right, Dan, I got a question. Does it suck there. that you have to play Lions after your bye week all that time to – Heal, heal your ailments just to have your team get the crap kicked out of them again. You know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, the, the Dolphins had two fast receivers at the start of that last game. None after. Yeah. Yeah, not after. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but the Dolphins are a bad barometer uh, to go I'll give off. You that one. I'll give you that one. They're, they're not too great. But Russell Wilson's looking good. I got to give you that. He's like, he's going to be a tough guy to beat. Uh, we get, I think we got to get to him somehow. I, I right do want to make one correction on your opinion, though, Dan. You said Matt Stafford can get easily rattled with some pressure. I totally disagree. He just managed like, more fourth quarter comebacks than anybody in the last ten years. So you, uh, you better watch mm-hmm. yourself if this game's close and the blinds have the ball at the end. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, is, if he has to do too much, then he's he's gonna get, he's not gonna be able to do it. Not with the receiver cast. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, he's he's a cast. We have one of the top. Yeah, we got a great receivers. The, the best. Last year, 
Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones led the Ray NFL in yards for catch. Golden Tate is the Yak King. And Kenny Galladay, the 6'4 behemoth, the second-year pro, is tearing up the league. I don't know what you're seeing. I need a well, – what are you smoking out there on the West Coast, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Some really good shit. <laughs> 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 Some really good shit. Uh, no, no, no I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect at all. Not, the Raiders have a pop, but they don't have the explosiveness. The way that Detroit, uh, Detroit plays is is really similar to the way Seattle plays. It's almost like playing a mirror, oh. and they've been like that for near a decade. Uh, it, uh, the way I the way I've always looked at Detroit, it's it's, uh, it's the Seahawks of the oh. East. Uh, you guys play, you guys kind of we kind of bounce a lot of players off of each other, coaches off of each other. We play similarly to to where we play the same level of our opponent. Hmm. It's it's going to be an interesting game. I'll give you the opponent thing. So do you like Pete yeah. Carroll as a coach, Dan? I mean, do you? I, I he's actually grown on me a lot. The first couple of years, I I was skeptical. Well, you just gotta wait till he creates the next scandal and jumps ship back to college. <laughs> That's what I've been afraid of. I've been afraid of. Uh, I kind of thought that was gonna happen this year, but and they paid him, and so he's sticking around. Well, after Lions blow out the Seahawks this week, he's not gonna have enough gum to chew left. So, yeah. Oh, there's always more. <laughs> 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 All right, Dan, um, just one last question uh, before we uh, end the segment. Um, be, the people that come in here, we like to have them make a prediction. So what's your prediction for this game? I'm going to say it's going to be 28-24. Oh, Seattle. well, you were close. You are almost there. Uh, yeah. Sucks to be wrong, man. Sucks yeah. to be wrong. The Seattle part is where you're wrong, yeah. I'm Yeah. No. Thank you very much, Dan, for coming yes. in. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Smoke one for me. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, another delusional fan out there um, thinking the Lions are going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can hear the bong bubbling in the background there. (laughs) That West Coast weed. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure it's weed. It might be them bath salts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you guys ever been out to the West Coast? Yeah, yeah, I've been to the Space Needle. Yes. Uh, actually, a seven-hour trip there. It was really nice on a layover. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and like, it's like nice. you were saying, the Some West Coast is really nice so. place. It looks nice, but sometimes the people out there can be a people. little, they can be a little odd, a little uh, off, and clearly, root uh, for the Seahawks and stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, it, it, it's nice that he gives his thoughts, but we all know what's really going to happen here. So. Right. Um, we want, but well, we do in all respects. We want to thank Dan for coming on. Um, we appreciate it, and we thanks hope, Dan. Um, thanks Dan. Thank you, Dan. Um, but, but now we're going to move on to a more um, hot debated topic, I guess. The trade deadline is coming up. It's October thirtieth, and the news coming out today is that Peterson from the Cardinals, their top quarterback, um, is wanting a trade out of um, Arizona. So my question to you guys is, First do we want him? Yes. Yes. And, and second. Well, yeah, we want him. Um, consider this before you answer your question. If you were to get Adrian Peterson, or I'm not Adrian Peterson, uh, Patrick Peterson this year, <laughs> um, 
Any team that acquires Peterson would only owe him eleven million dollars in um, in twenty nineteen, and then twelve million dollars in twenty twenty, which is way below market price for the top cornerbacks in today's NFL. First so knowing knowing that, what is the price that you're willing to give up for Patrick Peterson? First round pick. No, I would first round. Um, yeah, like a twenty nineteen. Or wait, no, twenty twenty first round pick. I would give a first, I'd and then like pick a next year, runner. maybe a first round pick later. But I, I mean, those first round picks are valuable. Well, after we get a Super Bowl, <laughs> it'll be like a second round pick anyway. These these trades never go that as expensive as you think, except for today's trade with Cowboys. But but yeah, uh, Amari Cooper, what a what an unbelievable trade! That was. Well, the Cowboys are Pierce stupid. Is way better than Amari Cooper. Can you imagine yeah. Patrick Peterson across from Darius Slay? Oh, oh my god! Pick your oh damn my god! Poison. It'd be amazing. That's just like playing Russian roulette with a loaded gun, like a fully loaded every chamber, all six. You're done. Yeah, but would you be willing to trade anyone off this current uh, roster right now? That's the real question, too. Um, yeah, I heard Tate bandied about Brandon uh, Powell, and I, I just. Uh, no, no way, trade. no way Golden Tate gets traded. No, no, you don't, I, I, you I, don't I, do I, that. You don't kill yourself in order to add. That doesn't help us. Yeah, that wouldn't help. No, that's, no this is draft pick time to trade. They're not looking – they don't. They probably don't even want to look for guys like that. You usually don't get, like, player trades at this time of the year anyway when you're trying to go into a rebuild like they're about to. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't waste a first rounder. That seems like a lot. Oh, a first guys. rounder for Patrick Peterson. Twenty two more years, years of control. hundred percent. Oh, give they, it to me. A hundred percent. What, Bob? Why? Why would you not give up a first rounder for Patrick Peterson? Uh, that's a lot to give. But if you, if you, you get a young guy, look at all the years you're giving up there. Yeah, but if guy. you get a young I guy mean, in the first round who busts, then you don't get anything. It's a it's a coin toss. Well, then why do you get anything at all? Then fire Quinn if he's going to draft a bust. I mean, oh, no, that's we have not. those. Where's Ebron now? He's over there getting touchdowns somewhere else. I mean, you don't well, know what he you're going to get. He wasn't a bust. He was close. He wasn't a so, – I mean, they, they picked the wrong guy, but – So, let, so let me give you this argument. Let me give you this argument, Bob. With Patrick Peterson, you get him for this year, and you get him for two more years. That's essentially three years of a player that's an all-pro and arguably the top player in his position, if not top three, top four. And right now we have T. Stebor, who is still struggling. He's still struggling. Um, Zach hates if we get a first rounder, if we get a first rounder, we get him for four years. So essentially, you're saying we want a, a first rounder for just one more year? I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm just not. I don't. Th- I think a first rounder is too much to 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 give up for him. But that's me. Okay. So what what would what would you give up? What's the most you would be willing to give up for him? I would give up like a middle round pick for him at this point. So you don't want him enough. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, you don't get a middle. I don't. Round I don't want to pay him. that price. No, that's Oof. like uh, like Khalil Mack. I I wouldn't have done that trade. That, the way they did that. <laughs> Not the I'd way. Love to have that's that. a different scenario, though. They had to restructure him with a mega deal. We don't. This is not that. We wouldn't have to restructure him with some mega deal. He's on a contract for two years still. All right. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see when if Peterson gets traded, what what he goes for. That's true. Uh, Supposedly the Cardinals are saying they don't want to trade him anyway, but we'll see what happens. Well, that's just talk. They'll trade him if they get something good. Oh yeah, exactly. Especially for a team that's one in five and not going anywhere anytime soon. Yep. Um, yeah. They'll get any Maybe draft. the Bears will get him. <laughs> yeah. 
I hope not. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, let me put it this way. Yeah. You want to give up the 32nd pick in the draft next year for <laughs> yeah. Patrick Peterson. Is that sound like a reasonable deal? Yeah. All right, okay. there it is. <laughs> so you're guaranteeing a Super Bowl with that pick. Well, then it'd be worth it. Cause it <laughs> Probably won't happen anyway, but I guess we can just keep that pick. So I just wanted to um, introduce something um, new. Last week we talked about Barry Sanders, but now I want to bring up uh, or talk about Lions history a little bit differently by asking you a um, multiple choice question. Um, Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week in Lions trivia, I want to see if you guys know this answer. Um, the Lions, this Lions offensive lineman was drafted in the third round of the 1989 NFL draft. Unfortunately, he was paralyzed on the field against the LA Rams on November 17th, 1991. His actions as he was carted off the field led to the infamous thumbs up slogan. Can you name that player? Uh, Mike Utley. Mike? Or Mike Utley, I'm sorry. Mike, Mike Utley. Utley, yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, when I, I was researching Lions trivia, I was not aware of this uh, being a thing, seeing that it happened in uh, 1991. That was horrible, watching that game. It was, like, chilling. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, that was that was when the Lions were getting good, and they had, like, two tragedies in a row. Like, Eric Andelsek yeah. got run over in his front lawn mowing the mowing the grass. Yeah. What? And then yeah. Utley got car? paralyzed. That – yeah. yeah, yeah, he got yeah. Yeah. mowing yeah. the lawn, and that started the new tradition of NFL players hiring lawnmower men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it should be. <laughs> well, you haven't heard of any deaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That's true. The worst thing I can think about is uh, Nate Burleson reaching for a pizza box. So. God. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Let the pizza go, Nate. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was I was not aware of this uh, happening, at least to a Lions player, or where that thumbs up uh, thing came from. But I, oh yeah, yeah, I thought it was that, kind that of was a big thing, cool. And now he has like a thumbs up organization where they raise money to fight uh, and uh, find a cure for yeah, paralysis. He's had, a, he's had quite a life after football. He's, he's quite an inspirational guy. Yeah. Um, so I just want to throw that little bit of trivia out there. Um, something I didn't know about necessarily. Um, but hopefully other Lions fans listening will be educated or uh, remember that this happened in 1991. Um, but now we talked about a little bit with Dan from Seattle. Um, I just want to get your guys' thoughts about the upcoming game here. Um, what are you guys looking for? I guess we'll start with Rudd Dog. What's your one thing for the Lions this week and Matt Patricia? Hmm. I think the one thing is going to be Keeping Russell Wilson contained. Ding, ding, ding. I th- yes, agree. I think it's going to be about keeping him in the pocket. I mean, that's and I, I know I don't know how the, the offense obviously just just got to keep doing their with their thing, be efficient. But yeah, keep Russell Wilson in the pocket and don't let him break coverage and do crazy things with his legs because that's when their offense goes off. He's. So, so I think you keep. Blue- Keep him in the pocket. He's not the most comfortable pocket passer, and we'll be all right. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, you guys remember that game on Monday night, the infamous batted ball game? Uh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, we do. Well, <laughs> despite the, the fact that the Lions should have won that game, 
that night, I, I swear to God, the Lions maybe had 40 missed tackles in the backfield just because Russell Wilson was running around so much. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. recall so that, but I, it, I can remember it perfectly in my mind. Yeah. The Ziggy Ensign at least missing five sacks uh, and our various other defensive linemen as well that night. Just not be able to get any sort of handle on Russell Wilson. And that is my one fear coming into this game as well, him being able to run around every which way. Um, I mean, do, do you guys fear anything from this uh, Seattle team this week, or do you, or do you, do you think it's all it's all fine? I fear for their lives, Zach. I fear for their <laughs> lives. If they can survive this game, I think that'll be you know God willing. That's all. Yeah, I think they'll give them a tough fight, but I don't. I don't. I mean, I think if we play our game, that we could beat them. Yeah, watch out for them. Jimmy Graham, of course, right. Well, he's on the Packers. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's on the Packers. Forgot about that. Nope, nothing to worry about. Got to look out for Jim Zarn. He's going to be slinging the ball out there. Oh, no. Yeah. He's also gone. No, don't have to worry about him. It all depends on us. It all depends on us. I'm not worried about them. We do it. We're winning. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah, Russell Wilson has um, had 13 touchdowns and four picks this year, so he's still doing his thing. But he has been sacked 19 times, which is one of the top in the league. Um, the Seattle is sixth in rushing in the league, so they are still running the ball effectively. Um, and the only receiver you have to really look out for is a healthy Doug Baldwin or Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin is a, a shifty guy that gets open. Tyler Lockett just a, a speedster that runs down the field. But we've seen those on the Dolphins, and we took care of them plenty fine. Isn't Baldwin sick, like 50? Sick table around <laughs> Baldwin. And as far from a defensive perspective, obviously losing Earl Thomas has been an absolute huge loss for them. But a guy that I really like, Shaquem Griffin, um, the one-handed guy from UCF, oh, yeah, been playing pretty line. good. Oh yeah. Um, and then Bobby Wagner is one of my favorite players in this league. He he's a continuously great linebacker. Um, and he he's a guy that makes plays for this defense. And one of the last surviving, uh, I say surviving like they passed away. Um, one of the last remaining um, defenders from the Super Bowl Seahawks. Sounds like you're drinking the teal and whatever Kool-Aid. Oh, no, no, that, no. Yeah. Geez. Geez, why don't you switch teams already? Yeah. Wait, no, you're, supposed, the, uh, no, no, you're supposed to respect your opponent. You never underestimate Not them. love them. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Are. I forgot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so all I'm doing is respecting our opponent. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So last but not least, guys, um, it's the end of the podcast, and now it's time for some predictions. Predictions. So this week, we will start with you, Rudd Dog. Give us your predictions for the Lions Me? at home against the Seahawks. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Lions 31. Seahawks, 10. Ooh. Mm. That's not me drinking the Kool-Aid, but it might as well be because I'm all in. I think Stafford's going to have another continue his, he's gonna continue his efficiency. I think Carrion gets fed some more because it's like this dude's ridiculous and they got to keep feeding him. And I think the defense actually matches up well against this team. They just keep – if they can contain Russell Wilson – kind of keep up what they're doing in the run game, I think they're going to have a hard time. Make, I don't think their receivers can exploit us too much with our secondary. 
So that's what I got to say. 31-10. All right. UJ. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, and uh, Wait, drink another sip. Hold on, would you? Jeez, let me finish my point. <laughs> um, I think that the, a big key this week is the Lions are coming home to a jacked-up Detroit crowd because I think the fans are getting into this right now. And when that place gets going, when our, when our fans are into it, that's going to be a tough place for Seattle to play. So uh, I think the Lions are going to win. Uh, I think they're going to play a complete game. I think they're buying into what Patricia's selling them. And I think it's going to be a close one, though. I think it's going to be 42 to 17 Lions. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Like it. Wow. I don't know. That's a little it. close for comfort, don't you think? Yeah, well, I'd 17. I, mean, I just think <laughs> it's probably garbage points at the end, but whatever. <laughs> I like it. All right, Bob. <laughs> Um, well, I think this is going to be uh, a bit of a closer game this week. Um, I, I'm a little, the one thing that we have to do is stop the run, which has been horrible all year for our team. Even last week, we still gave up a huge 54 yard run or whatever. Yep. But, uh, and, uh, so I think whatever damage they do will be on the ground mostly. And, um, they have a pretty good defense where they've given up like 117 points, on the year. Yeah, they've only and, given uh, up 30 points once all year. Yeah, so I think they might, they might keep us in check. It's going to be 28 for the Lions and uh, 17 for Seattle. Oh, man. You and you and me are on the same page, I think, thinking with this. So I, I'm i going to go 27-17, actually. Um, I, so we, our predictions are very close uh, here. I, I, I like the Lions defense against the Seahawks offense. A lot. Um, if, like you said, can we stop the run? That, that's, that's always the question with this defense every week, it seems, because I think our defensive backs match up superbly with this Seattle offense. Um, I think we'll get to Russell Wilson because this offensive line is so bad for the Seahawks. But, yes, 27-17. Um, as noted, always, our current season record on these predictions, all of us, is 3-3, three and three, which coincides with the Lions' record, 3-3 three and three as well. That's wild. It, it just keeps happening, wild. guys. I don't know. It doesn't it make happening. any sense. We need to get scientists on this. There's something going on here. It's, wow. It's uncanny. How, how many sacks is Ziggy Ansah going to get this week? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Greater than or less than zero. <laughs> Sacks of potato chips while he's on the sideline eating. Yeah. yeah. But he'll practice all week. He's becoming the best practice player in the NFL. The most expensive right. practice player in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but Ziggy, we love you. We wouldn't mind seeing you out there, buddy. Um, That's for sure. Like That's for sure. Well, you guys, um, this is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast. Um all to all the listeners, please leave a review, subscribe, um, and please tune in every week as we talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. So, you guys, go Lions! Forward go down, down the field, field. a charging oh, team that will not yield, and with the blue and silver, silver with you, stand and
down the feeling game. Alliance victory. Yo. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.